Hey guys, my name is Calvin, and you're listening to Pastor Chats. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast uh, for this episode that is extremely important to me. I'm very excited about today's episode because uh, we are speaking about mental health. And today I'm talking with one of my very favorite people in the world, Dr. Pastor Kevin Atkinson, the one and only. And uh, he is uh, not only the campus pastor of New Life Church in Searcy, Arkansas, he is also a doctor of psychology. And today we're going to discuss mental health. Uh, I have had my own uh, journey of uh, dealing with mental health issues. I know that this is an extraordinarily important topic for us to discuss uh, with as many pastors and leaders as we've seen over the last year, even uh, taking their own life uh, and succumbing to their battles with depression and anxiety and mental health issues. So I hope that you enjoy today's podcast. I hope that you uh, feel encouraged by today's episode, and we'll talk to you after the episode is over. And welcome to Pastor Chats. I love doing this. I love hanging out with my friends and uh, love getting to bring you things that hopefully help you. And uh, today I'm with one of my favorite people in the world. Mm-hmm. I am. Come on. I am. And uh, it's uh, Kevin Atkinson, who is, excuse me, Dr. <laughs> Kevin Atkinson, who is also, uh, he is our Searcy, Arkansas campus pastor, but you're also a doctor of psychology, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know how to tell you guys this. He's kind of a big deal. I've done it specifically to be friends with you. Yeah. It took all, all of that training to, to handle you, man. <laughs> uh, I am the one. You are the you one. You went to school for 100. I did. But you left the 99 and you came I did. to I me. I came to the one. That's you so came good. to the one. Yeah. I'm still trying to decide if it's worth it. <laughs> I, told, I told somebody the other day, I said, I have four friends who are either licensed therapists yeah. or a psychologist. Yeah. And I said, God knew I was going to need some therapy. I think I know those friends. We've all been saying the same thing to you. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> oh, there's a concerted behind-the-scenes effort. There is. Uh, do you think you could call this a coup? <laughs> I believe it's a coup. It's a coup. It's a coup. Um, that's awesome. Well, I, I'm really excited to talk to you, um, Kevin, today because, um, as you know, and our listeners are finding out, that I've had my own battle uh, with mental health and and mental illness, and uh, not the kind that's obvious. <laughs> yeah, uh, mine is you know has been hidden throughout the years, and uh, and so um, this is something I'm extraordinarily passionate about, which you know, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm hoping today that you and I can help people, if nothing else, if we accomplish nothing else today. Hopefully, we will help people begin to have conversations. Yeah, at least. Yeah, maybe pastors begin to have conversations. Pastors begin to ask themselves questions 
uh, to be able to help their people, yeah. or that if they're not a pastor, if there there's someone listening that maybe they're serving somewhere, or maybe they're just catching the podcast, that they would uh, hopefully by the end of our conversation uh, feel a little bit lighter, a little bit freer, and feel like there's hope either for them or somebody they know. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it would be statistically fair to say that everyone who will hear this podcast knows somebody with mental illness, whether they understand that person has it or not. Definitely. I think the statistics certainly would back that up. Yeah. And I'm excited about this too, man, because, you know, anytime, um, and you know this as, as a pastor yourself, but anytime we're taking something from darkness and pulling it into the light, there's this great opportunity for people to do exactly what, what you've said, which is to walk away feeling great and to feel, you know, some more health and to feel like they're not isolated. You know, they're not by themselves. They're not right. dealing with this alone, whether they are a pastor or whether they're serving or they're a church member um, or just somebody who just came across this podcast. You know, they don't have to feel like they're fighting this thing by themselves. So Absolutely. It's always good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so just as a legal disclaimer, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, nothing you hear today is intended to treat or diagnose <laughs> any right. disease, That's any right. mental illness. We're not diagnosing anybody. If we're not diagnosing anybody. We're not providing therapy That's correct. Uh, for anyone today. That's right. We're asking questions of ourselves mm-hmm. and maybe questions that we uh, hope that other pastors and leaders and people would ask of themselves. Um, in order to help, maybe it's help themselves, help a family member, mm-hmm. help uh, a friend, help a coworker, uh, help someone in their church, help their pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've talked about this before, but we've all been given the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. And so what we're doing is bringing people to Christ. And so maybe it's somebody that knows Christ, but this area of their life has not been reached by Christ yet. It's not had life spoken into it. And so we're bringing those people to Christ in this area of their life. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully uh, we can, I know you will. I don't know how much I'm going to add to the conversation, <laughs> but uh, I, I hope that um, we can at least help people start having some really good dialogue, even if it's just internal dialogue. Yeah with themselves, yeah. that um, it's very difficult to get the right answers if you're not willing to ask the right questions. That's right. And so hopefully we'll, we'll help folks ask some right questions today. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we start, it's probably important, you know, that we talk about the most obvious thing, which is in the church. Um, and this is just my op- opinion, but... I felt like the church does a great job of talking about a lot of things. You know, we do a great job of talking about <clears throat> different things that we need to avoid so that we can become more like Christ, different mm-hmm. vices and whatnot. Um, and over, over the years, I mean, we've done great at talking about substance abuse, and we've created some great programming around that. I mean, you look at Absolutely. Celebrate Recoveries around the country exploding, yep. uh, things like that. Um 
but it seems like you know we still carry a a hard stereotype when it comes to mental illness mm-hmm. and um, I think it's okay you know one thing I would like for us to do on the podcast today is just give permission you know for for pastors to talk about this mm-hmm. you know to create conversations yes. whether it's in their small groups or even if it starts in staff meetings um, yes. and and they're able to just bring this up and make sure that that the people they're serving alongside with um, are addressing their their mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's fair to say that, and it's not fair to just accuse the church of of having a stigma towards mental health. I think there's been a general stigma in uh, trying to understand mental health mm-hmm. in dealing with mental health. Uh, I think it's just a general stigma that there's been. I do agree with that. You know, if, if we... If we played this out a little bit, it would be like if somebody you know has cancer and they 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 come to you know the uh, church and they say you know I've got cancer. It's it doesn't take long for people to rally to that that cause. You know, mm. it's just it's like it's something that they didn't volunteer for. It was something that they have a genetic predisposition for. Um, it came out of nowhere. It interrupts your life. It, it's it's got a lot of of scary things to it. Uh, but as a church specifically, and we rally to those people. Mm-hmm. But I think when you when you bring up topics that are taboo, like you know, I've got depression, um, I'm having suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so anxious that I can't function or hold a relationship together. Mm-hmm. It brings up this word that we don't like saying, but crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, people think yeah. they're going to think I'm crazy. You know, if I tell them how I truly feel, these yeah. things that I'm wrestling with. Yeah, um, that's a strong word. It is. It's a very strong word, <clears throat> and it comes with a lot a lot of scary thoughts, too. Absolutely. Um, but people are so afraid to ask the church to get behind them on it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of church leaders don't have a good direction to aim those people. Like, not only, do we, not only are we going to talk about it, but we're going to get you some help. You yeah, know, they, they don't know what that means. And honestly, people who are suffering from these things think getting help means we're going to hospitalize you or something. Right. You know, so there, there comes a they lot immediately of immediately go that. to the straight jacket, yes. the padded yes. room, you know, forced medication. Yes. <clears throat> uh, electrical stimulation. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they go to every horror movie that they've ever That's thought right. of or seen. That's, right. That's immediately where they go That's right. when they think, Oh, they're going to think I'm crazy. That's right. And it's so sad because statistically, a lot of people in our churches are dealing with anxiety and depression. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think statistically, a lot of people everywhere, it's true. not just Christians, it's true. Are, are dealing with it. Absolutely. And uh, I think for me as a pastor, uh, someone who deals with, uh, I guess if you'd say my own demons in this, if that's a fair way to say this, mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, I just want to release anybody listening from any shame Mm -hmm. uh, that they may carry uh, because of their struggle, shame that maybe somebody's put on them. Maybe maybe they put on their self, maybe a loved one or a friend, maybe a pastor put on them for... uh, what they came to them with in honest, open conversation, looking for guidance and health. Mm -hmm. And they ran into a wall there. You know, I just want to release them today 
And uh, I just want you to know, if that's you listening, that uh, there's no condemnation to you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're in Jesus, there's yeah. zero condemnation to those who are in Christ. That's right. Um, I love Wayne Grudem in his systematic theology book. <clears throat> he says, one of the ways that we know that we are believers is because our struggles are actually struggles. That's so good. <laughs> we don't just give in to them, but they're an actual struggle. Yes. And uh, nobody said it was easy, right? right. And, I, I didn't know we were going to sing on this show. <laughs> it's me, man. I can't help it. There's a mic in front of me. Um, but it, it's it's not easy. And the Lord promised us one thing, that we would experience suffering. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Uh, if if nothing else, listen to this over and over again, and know that it's okay, and rewind it, and hear me say it again. It's okay, and then move on with the rest of the podcast. Yeah, uh, because I just, in Jesus' name, release that burden off of you. Yes, just be free, yep. and know that you're loved, that you're seen, that you are not overlooked, that you're not a second class citizen or a lower Christian. Uh, that you're a child That's right. and that you're loved. That's right. And that in the arms of your father, you're safe. Right. And so I hope you feel safe today mm-hmm. in listening to what we have to say and that you're encouraged. Yeah. So. That's really, really good, man. Yeah. Um, so if, you know, you, you've been, you've hit a real sweet spot here. Um, if I'm listening today, you know, and I, I need to make this move to getting some help. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I've been battling with whatever uh, for a long period of time. Or I'm just in a, in a spot where I feel like I, I, I can't do it on my, on my own anymore. Why don't we talk about some options there? Um, you know, what, what, are, what are some ways that, would, that individuals can, can step forward? Can can start this conversation, um, and and start on a road to, to getting better mm-hmm. better health. Yeah, you know, for for me, um, and if you've heard my story, uh, I was diagnosed with clinical depression mm-hmm. uh, in 2013. I think I've had it most of my life. Yeah, I distinctly remember beginning to notice it at about 11. Um, and uh, my upbringing uh, sort of uh, it definitely stigmatized a mental illness. My particular upbringing did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that I just needed to give it to God and faith it away and pray it away and worship the, it the, away. These are all statements that you heard. Yes. Okay. These are all statements that I heard. Yep. I, I'm not um, normalizing this or making it a, a blanket statement whatsoever uh, on the church, whatsoever at all. Uh, so please, uh, this is, we would never bash the church. Both mm-hmm. of us are giving our lives for the church. Right. We love the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's the hope of the world. Yeah. Uh, this is just my personal experience. And so yeah. I had a lot of unhealthy mindsets towards mental health. And so for me, I, I, I was praying about it one day. And uh, I was struggling, and I was thinking, God, what am, what am I doing wrong? And um, 
the Lord just very loudly spoke to me, it's physical, it's physical, go get help. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. And that was the last answer I expected from God, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the almighty creator of the universe. I was thinking, part the sea, I'm healed. Yes, you know, yes. Friend, drown those Egyptians, <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so, you know, the Lord had to encourage me to, mm-hmm. first I talked to my wife about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there, I would say, so the first step to me would be to find the closest person in your life that you think you have the best chance with. Man, that's good. That you think you have the best chance with getting them to say, if nothing else, oh, okay, I, I don't know. I can't help you, but let's let's find somebody mm-hmm. to help you. Yeah. And, and then I think it's important uh, to not be afraid of a counselor or a therapist. Yeah. Let, let me jump in re- yeah. really quick. The um, And that's so good, the things that you're bringing up. But, you know, we... We by by nature hide, you know, yes, and I, th- I think that's that's, that's a biblical so principle that we see all through scriptures. We we love to hide, you know. We're we're not even into the third chapter of Genesis when we see, you know, our our two main characters are are running from God, mm-hmm. you know, and and hiding, you yep. know, and then we see. Um, uh, you know, Gideon is in a wine press and David's in a cave and Elijah's at a brook, you know, and there's like 35 specific verses I'm in scripture. A pattern. <laughs> yeah, 35 <laughs> specific verses about hiding, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in us to hide, but hiding is, creates a fertile soil for secrets and secrets mm-hmm. are so toxic, you know. So, so true. When David prayed, you know, in Psalm 139, he said, you know, search me and know me. Know my anxious thoughts is what he said. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this this was his way of saying, I, I need to bring out into the light the things that I've been dealing with by myself. Right. So just, just like you say, and you know, go to your wife, go to a close friend, confess that, you know, yeah. even though it's not sin, but we, we know confession brings healing. Scripture Absolutely. tells us that. So, that, so that's a great start to find somebody you trust and just disclose it. Yes. So go ahead. No, I, I I totally agree. I I didn't uh, I didn't want to get ahead of the game there. I think that's a hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, and uh, my journey, you know, I think it's important too to know that no specific journey is normative. Yeah. In this, it's very individualized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think you've got to find that close person. Yeah. And uh, if if you don't have that person, uh. You know, uh, Google local therapists and go give it a try. Yeah. You know, as, as a therapist and as a pastor, I mean, I've had people come in and talk to me, and they will say very deep things and sometimes terrible things, and and it'll break your heart listening to, to this particular season of their story. And at some point in that, in some point of them talking to you, they will say, this this is the first time I've ever mentioned this to anybody. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever said this out loud. Wow. And you will see, I mean, tears run down their face and their physical countenance will change. And it's not because there's been anything fixed. It's just been the power of of getting it out. The release of it. Yeah, the release of it. Yeah. 
you know. And so, again, man, this is just a fantastic first step. Absolutely. I, I tell people all the time that because, see, you know, because these things, these types of things thrive in secrecy, that the moment you release it out of darkness, mm-hmm. its days are numbered in your life. It is. Its days are numbered in your life because if nothing else, now your ears have heard what your heart has been battling yeah. with. It, it, at least your days of dealing with it in an unhealthy way. Exactly. You know, you may have, uh, you know, you may have just started the journey on on, on getting better, but it's out, mm-hmm. and and you're definitely on a different path. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've changed directions for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. So, so Doc, mm-hmm. could you sort of give us a general blanket idea of sort of define mental health, mental illness? Mm-hmm. Uh, could you just kind of give us like a general overview sure. of what mental health, mental illness? What yeah, they are? I mean, there, I I, th- I think mental mental health, mental illness is it's 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 really a, a a balance because everything that you experience in mental health, your body was designed to experience. So, mm-hmm. um, anxiety helps us sometimes. You know, it's it's wow. great that we're anxious of some things that we don't feel good about some things like right. you walk into a room and you get that feeling like something here is not right or mm-hmm. you know you, you worry about your children sometimes that that can be healthy you sure know, we worry about their relationships who they're dating who they're hanging out with who they're being influenced by absolutely so there's a normal level of anxiety in parenting mm-hmm. um there's a normal level of of sadness about things you know if you yeah. if you just lost your dream job or you're you're having to move away from your dream home or um, you've lost someone prematurely, you know, and so you're in these stages of grief and loss and separation. Um, sadness is is a part of that, and it's healthy. It's mm-hmm. healthy to let tears fall and, and to, uh, to have this season in your life where you're having to seek new wisdom and counsel and redirection. Mm-hmm. But there's always a line for me. You know, that's what I always tell people. It's like, um, it's okay for you to be um, sad, but it's not okay for you to be sad for years. Right. You know, it's it's okay for you to be anxious. It's not okay for you to be anxious for months and months and months on end, mm-hmm. you know. And you would do the same thing if, if we said joy, you know, or hap- happiness, you know. Right. We, we love to laugh, but if you just saw a guy sitting down laughing, 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 laughing nonstop about, you know, everything, you would say there's something wrong there. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, there, there's a, yeah. a, a line where those emotions uh, can come and, and, and go. So they're really, you know, two, two areas specifically that I, I talk to people about when it comes to symptoms or behaviors that they're uncomfortable with. Because there are some symptoms that the person themselves is very uncomfortable with mm-hmm. that nobody else knows about. Yeah. You know, these are things like anxiety and depression. Right. Things that we can face in isolation on our own and, and can keep hidden. Mm-hmm. But there are other symptoms where other people are noticing, but you don't notice. And I think either of those categories were justified to go and talk to somebody about. Yeah. You know? Um, so my definition of, of mental health would be that my God-given emotions are being used um, in a very healthy way, um, in healthy moments, 
and times and they're appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I'm using those emotions that God gave me and I'm stuck or I feel trapped in them, mm. I feel like I can no longer, no matter how much thought or energy I put into them, I cannot generate the change in my life that needs to happen. You know, people um, talk to me all the time about about this and they've used words like, I have fought this for years mm-hmm. or I'm so tired of trying to make myself happy. When you're saying those types of things to yourself, it, it's time. It's time to talk to somebody. So would you say it would be fair to to say that the line between health and illness is one of control, uh, where healthy is you have emotions, but they don't control you. You control your emotions. But when it's unhealthy is when your emotions are controlling you. Yeah. I mean, I, I would I, I agree with that, you know, and I, I think it's too that that the emotions are experienced appropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they come and they go. They come and right. they go. When they come and they don't go, <laughs> you know, that's right. when you start getting unhealthy. Sort of chronic, yeah, chronic. if you will. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, man, there's just so much we could, there's so many ways and that we could talk about this. Yeah. And I would love to, so we'll do more of these. But um, specifically, let's lean into... Uh, this idea and faith. Okay. Um, uh, let's let's lean into um, this in the midst of faith community. Okay. And uh, in, in the midst of ministry, maybe even for mm-hmm. pastors, uh, because I think it comes along with being a believer that these sorts of things can, um, well, they're, they're, they they challenge our faith sure for sure but um i i think that we can't see this is from my own experience and so doc you can correct me <laughs> if if i say anything completely stupid um but i think for me what i had to realize is that my struggle in mental health was not indicative of my relationship with Christ. Very true. Uh, saying that, well, man, I'm having this struggle. It's mental health. Well, uh, you know. Uh, You're not be- believing in Right. Enough. Is there sin in your heart, friend? Right. You right. know, that sort of ideal uh, that I had to get past uh, thinking that that my, that my these struggles dictated that I was lacking in my relationship with Christ. Right. Uh, because I'm either now understanding I'm either his son or I'm not. True. Uh, I'm either in or I'm out. That's right. And if I'm in, I'm struggling with something here. Right. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't pull me away because, in fact, Psalm says that he's close, he's near to the brokenhearted. Yes. And those who are crushed, crushed in spirit. In spirit. That's right. And so, uh, if anything else, it, it may cause our Father God to pull closer to yeah. us. Because, I mean, what, you know, you're a father, I'm a father. If our child gets hurt and we have any 
ability to do anything about it, what are we going to do? We're going to run to them. them. That's right. We're going to run to them mm-hmm. and help them. Yep. Uh, and it, it's it's only when they begin to grow that we let them slip a little bit and see how they can handle it on their own. But if this is something that's 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 they're little bitty or they're they're very immature in something, well, we're going to do everything we can to help them. Mm-hmm. But as they mature and grow, then they can handle a little more on their own. Uh, and and I think it's important that we understand that our relationship with God is not different than that. Yes. This is, is, is a line that every believer has to cross on their own to come into this, ma- making, making this part of your faith journey mm-hmm. that, that God loves you at this level that you're not doing anything to bring mental illness upon you. Mm. You know, you are you are living life, you are trying to do your best to live the life of a believer. It just so happens that you have anxiety mm-hmm. or you've had a trauma in your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a, an early childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And maybe there was some brain development issues because your trauma was so so early. You didn't mm-hmm. volunteer for that. Right. And so we've made it almost this repent of that, repent of your right. anxiety, repent of your depression. Absolutely. Um, rather than us just saying, this is something that is part of my story. I didn't ask for it. Nonetheless, I experience it. Mm-hmm. But God loves me. And just like the verse that you used, man, he's he's drawing near to us uh, when, mm-hmm. when we're broken and crushed in spirit, mm-hmm. and he will bind up our wounds. And, mm-hmm. and um, so, yeah, I, I, I firmly believe that we've all got to cross this line and, and come away from, oh, this is going to be bad, Calvin, but we, we come away from <laughs> this view of God as, almost like Greek mythology that he's up there angry, it's seething, waiting mm-hmm. to be upset with us, you know, this handful of light lightning bolts. And we see yeah. him as Jesus taught him, you know, which was yeah. a very loving, caring father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that, and man, I, we could spend an, an hour talking about just mm-hmm. the view of the Father God. That's right. Because, uh, you know, like me, I thought, man, I love me some Jesus. He's amazing. But the Father, yeah. Jesus is like when when it says good, he's good our cop, mediator. Bad cop. Yeah, yeah. When he when he's our mediator, I'm thinking he's like, Dad, don't kill him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. easy, easy, Father. Easy, easy, easy. That's no, right. that's what he's trying to do. To back off, back off. But no, what does the Scripture say? The Scripture is very clear. Jesus said it himself that he only did what he saw the Father doing. Right. And that the son could do nothing apart from the father. That's right. And so he was the perfect will of the father towards human beings in the flesh. Yes. Uh, so how Jesus acted, that's how he saw God acting towards everyone whom he touched. Right. right. So it, it is okay. You know, I think what what we're talking about over the past two minutes is it's okay for us to talk to the Father about this. Yes. You know, and in theological terms, I mean, God is omniscient. He knows it anyway. There's nothing secret from him. Absolutely. You know, um, and the Bible tells us in in 1 John 3 and 20 that even even though the heart, 
condemns us. <laughs> I love that verse. Yeah, I do. I do too. Man. You know that God is more powerful than the heart. You know, and, and so He knows everything, he, and He knows everything. That's how it ends. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. He, he knows it all. Yeah, you know. So I, I love, I love where we're going with this because you know, if if you can talk to the Father about it from a position that He loves you, mm-hmm. and that He's not upset with you yeah. because you've got mental illness going on, mm-hmm. and then you can talk to somebody. And and bring that thing into the the light. You know, mm-hmm. we're going in a good direction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And to speak to that more, that God put that on you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hear people say all the time that they got an illness because of God. Yeah. That that they're how terrible is that? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. Matthew seven says, "If if we being evil love to give good gifts to our children, how much more yes. does a father in heaven love to give good gifts to his children? And right. will pour out the Holy Spirit on those who ask." That's right. And that that is preceded by if we ask for bread, are we going to get a stone right. or not get stoned? Get a get stone. A stone. Yeah. <laughs> or if uh, we ask for a fish, are we? Is he going to give us a serpent? No. Right. No. God's God's not putting this on you. This is not. A punishment from God. That's right. Uh, that that is not what this is. This could be a thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to to get uh, Pauline on you. But uh, but either way, it's one more thing to help us see our reliance on the Father. Right. It's not it's not punishment from Him, but He is the Redeemer of all things. I think sometimes. Uh, we misappropriate uh, God's behavior in the act of uh, things that we face in life that are difficult or, or they seem evil. Mm-hmm. We think that uh, too often we think that because God is the redeemer of all things and can redeem anything for his glory and his purposes, that because he's great at redeeming it, he must have been the genesis of it. That's true. Which, Big trick. Which mm-hmm. couldn't be farther from the truth. Yes. Now, no, he didn't He didn't do this, but he's such a great father. He's such a great God mm-hmm. that what the enemy meant to destroy you will be the very thing that God will use to propel you forward into your purpose. That's right. Uh, and, and so I think we, we have to stop conflating those ideas, especially yeah. around mental health right. and health in general, that... that well, God put this on me. Right. No, but he can redeem it. Right. And he's going to redeem and it. And if, if if you look at just just the things that have happened over the past few minutes, and I, I hope the listener can can see this, is that you take a leader like, like yourself that God is using to pastor people mm-hmm. who has now disclosed on this podcast mm-hmm. a struggle with mm-hmm. depression. Yep. And in so doing, is freeing so many people to be able to say the exact same thing. Mm, yeah. You know, so something that probably for years of your life you tried to keep under. Absolutely, you know, God is using that now. Absolutely, to empower other people to 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 come and get help. Absolutely, I hope so. Yeah. I mean that that I mean that's the point of what we do, isn't it? To take mm. all the things that we struggle with. And that uh, that we've had to battle through, right? And that we can hand off our victory to someone else, right? You know, I know I I pray that for my children. That what, what's the old saying that my ceiling is their floor, right? 
you know, I want to be able to uh, take these years <laughs> that I fought with something and be able to distill down the experience so that somebody else can take it as their own victory. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I love Revelation um, 19.10. It says in the last half of the verse, it, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, uh, the word prophecy gets... People get scared of that yeah. word, like, oh, spooky, it's somebody's going to try to tell. It's like a Christian fortune teller, right? right? But no, what it, what does it mean to prophesy? As If you look back even throughout the Old Testament, what does it mean to prophesy? It purely means to speak the word of the Lord. Yeah. That's it. Speak mm-hmm. the word of the Lord. So you may be prophesying to someone just by quoting them a scripture. Right. Or in this case, the testimony of Jesus mm-hmm is the spirit of prophecy. What does that mean? That means that my testimony that I have with God of what he's done for me, I can speak it over you because he's done it for me. Right. And if he did it for me because he's no respecter of persons, I'm reminding myself, you know, David said, I'll remember what the Lord has done. He he would go back and remember. Um, uh, I'm speaking to myself that God has been faithful. He'll continue to be faithful because he's been in the past, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I love that he said, I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just am. And so not only am I speaking to myself, but anyone who hears what Christ has done in my life, the testimony of Jesus, that they can take that as their own for the very same reason, because Jesus is no respecter of persons, and that if he did it for me, he'll do it for them also. That's right. And I think that's the point of this entire thing. That's really the the the, the point of this entire podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the the point of Pastor Chats. Really, is for us to talk about things that we've experienced, so that someone else can walk into the same experience with wisdom that we earned the hard way. Right. Uh, you know. Right. And I know for me, uh, I spent so many years suicidal. I struggled with suicidal ideation so bad. Um, and uh, I know what it's like to live in that darkness because what happened for me, I think, is what it seems like uh, happens so often is that we all hear lies from the enemy. We all hear lies. Uh, we tell ourselves lies about who we are because we have bad mindsets about who we are. Uh, and then what happens is the lies become so big that they completely cloud out all truth in our life. And we agree with those lies Mm -hmm. to the point where it seems like they're inescapable. Right. And um, for me, uh, it was really a miracle of God that delivered me from that struggle of suicidal ideation. Yes. Uh, it was prior to me getting diagnosed with clinical depression. Um, it it was years prior, as a matter of fact, a decade almost prior wow. to me getting diagnosed with clinical depression. But in in a, in a God only fashion, <laughs> He delivered me from it. So I think, in the same token, that we're, uh, I think it's important that we see in our conversation today that. Uh, 
two things. Uh, everything, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. That's, you know, we've got to bring everything that we have to Christ, submit it to the Lordship of Jesus, and then we can't be afraid of dealing with it in the natural. Mm-hmm. We can't be afraid of the Father. That's right. Because maybe your earthly father hurt you. Well, God's not going to. Right. Uh, he's, he commended his love towards us, yet while we were sinners, right. Christ died for us. He knew us, yet he loved us. <laughs> That's the great news. Yes, it is. And, 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 and so we can't, we can't allow that fear. We can't allow fear of the Father or fear of dealing with it in the natural and stigma to prevent us from coming to it honestly and opening up and saying, I need help. Mm-hmm. I need help. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, in my own experience, at least I knew, even though I still didn't have a... Uh, even when, honestly, God really healed me of suicidal ideation. That's the only way I know how to say it. That may not be clinically correct. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, I still had a, a warped view of the Father, really, uh, and I hadn't dealt with anything clinically, medically, but I did have somewhere I could go, and he was my refuge Yeah. in that. And, um, and so, you know, maybe you're listening. Maybe you feel like you don't have anybody you could talk to about it. You can talk to the Father about it, yes. I promise. You can talk to the Father about it, I promise. Um, and, uh, uh, and then hopefully as you uh, wrestle with things with the Father, uh, you can gain the strength to speak to somebody else about it. Yes. Yeah, I think those are definitely the two big things mm-hmm. to start this conversation. Yeah, and this know? is a very start, yes. just very dip our toes in the water so right. to speak for a good southern reference right um, but if you're if if you're listening and you you struggle in this area these are two very big steps for you you know talk to the father and talk to someone who who you trust mm-hmm. yeah absolutely man i think that's great mm-hmm. thanks kev yeah man thank you i appreciate it Well, I hope today's episode was encouraging for you as much as it was for me. And I hope that uh, you have someone in your life with whom you can speak uh, about any mental health issues that you have. And I, I cannot stress to you enough how important it is not to let things like this go. Do not talk yourself out of speaking with someone about these issues. I promise you there is someone in your life who will um, listen uh, without judgment, who will help you get through this. I know if you're a pastor or a leader, sometimes we can feel very lonely and isolated when it comes to issues that are this serious in our life. But I promise you that there are those of us out here who would be happy 
to uh, help you. You can email me at the letter C Barnes, that's C B A R N E S, at newlifechurch.tv. If uh, you'd like to speak with me, I'd be happy to uh, share more in depth with you. Also, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1 800 273 8255. They even have an online chat uh, available uh, for the Suicide Prevention Lifeline as well. Let's get this out of the darkness and into the light, and let's bring the kingdom of heaven to these mental health issues. Uh, I I pray uh, that today was eye-opening for you and that you feel encouraged that if you're struggling, that you can seek help and you can find help in Jesus' name. Have a great week.